Hello, welcome to today's immigration tidbit. You get the exercise version today. Alright, so first of all, you have to understand that a sibling petition is fourth preference. And the higher the preference, meaning one is the lowest, then two, then three, then four, um, the less priority it has. And under immigration law, fourth preference petitions have the least preference of any other petition. I mean, you can understand why that is. Um, I mean, the, the immigration laws essentially are meant to keep families together, um, which is why, for example, a spouse of a U.S. citizen isn't even a, a preference. That's an immediate relative. There's always visa numbers available. But with fourth preference, it's siblings, so it's not like, you know, immediate family it's, uh, as far as spouse and, and children and so forth. It also depends what country you're from, because there are a certain amount of visas that are allotted per country, and the visa bulletin is essentially divided into the whole world and then um, minus China, Mexico, India, and the Philippines. Those are the ones that have the most uh, immigration petitions in the whole world, those, those countries. So if you fall in one of those countries, which I just mentioned, the wait is going to be longer than if you're anywhere else. Uh, I can tell you that a fourth preference petition from the Philippines is now taking about 25 years. Can you imagine? And there's people that actually wait that to come in. Now, I know that you had another question uh, to this particular uh, part here, where essentially you're saying you're 24 years old, can you still come in? Okay, and that gets under the Child Citizen Protection Act, uh, if it even gets to there. There, there are certain cases where a petition was done when, for example, you were probably a little kid at the time, and you've been waiting all these years, and at the time, before you turned 21, there of course would be zero problems with you following to join or coming as a derivative to that particular petition. However, once you're over 21, then the only way that you're going to be considered a derivative is if an analysis of the CSPA is done and it is determined that your immigration age is under 21, even though your real age is more. Now, I can tell you that if you're already 24, you're basically going to have to show a three-year difference um, in the immigration age, and that's going to be difficult as it is. And that will only apply if, as of right now, the visa number is current, which is not because you're still waiting. And you may be waiting for a lot longer, who knows. Um, so, given that, if you have to wait by looking at the visa bulletin for another few years realistically, then there's no way that you're going to fall under the CSPA. Um, now, if the visa number is current, 
then the CSPA does need to be analyzed, and that that is something you know. I, I people call all the time for consults, and they go this, 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 and that. Um, am I under the CSPA? And I can't just answer that. There there has to be uh, an analysis. Uh, there has to be calculations, and then it's always. I mean, it's never a definite yes or a definite no. It's always, well, there's a reasonable chance you would be under it. And then you have to try to convince uh, the official, um, that being the one at the consulate, that you're under the CSPA, or they'll just say you aged out and you're going to have to find your own way. Okay? Um, but the general analysis is that, number one, you have to look at when the visa number becomes current. Then you have to look at how old you are and when you turn 21. Then you have to look at the number of times that you, um, or, or what you did within a year to start putting your petition forward. Uh, the answer is it cannot be anything, okay? Um, or it can be, you just found out. I can. I can tell you without analyzing your case and based on just this question um, that the chances of you falling under the CSPA are very unlikely. Uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't try, but then again, you shouldn't waste the next 10 years of your life saying, but I was four years old when the petition started. How can I not qualify? Um, you know, I, I have people that have contacted me and it's it's sad because they spend years and years, you know, thinking they should be under it and they, you know, try to get, you know, consultations from multiple lawyers. And then when they retain my office to do an analysis, it becomes crystal clear they don't qualify. And then they've just wasted years of attempting to get into the U.S. on a theory that has no basis, no water, nothing. Just, just the fact that they think they should qualify. Uh, and so, don't go down that road of wasting all this time when there are so many different ways that you could be petitioned. I mean, you're 24, I don't know if you have a college degree or not. But if you do, then you might be able to get a company that will petition you inside the US, and that could be either for a non-immigrant visa it could be for an immigrant visa, it could be for the green card. Uh, depending what country you're from, you might qualify for E2 to come and invest in your own company. If you're already working in a company, perhaps you own that in wherever you are. And you can start a branch office here and come on an L1. Okay, there's lots of different options. Don't. I'm, I'm not saying just you know give up right away on the being derivative of a family petition, a, a fourth preference petition. I'm just saying with, you know, my over 30 years of experience as an immigration attorney, I can say with about 95% certainty, you're not going to fall under the CSPA. And by 95%, to be honest with you, it's more like 99%, but I give a little, a little leeway. So hopefully that helps. Okay. Short Cast Club.